Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Welcome to the 
Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of July 13th, 2016. I'm Jose Otero, that's Per Schneider, and we are joined by special guest, friend of the show, Steve Lynn. Hey, how you doing? Great hey, to Steve. be here. It's been some time, Steve, so tell the folks what you do. We've had you on our show before as a massive video game collector, so right. we can start there. Uh, yeah, massive video game collector, or console and arcade pinball. Uh, I ran a mobile gaming studio for about uh, five years, so that's maybe why I'm here today. Nice. Um, mm. Now I'm a head of platform for a company called Got It, which is kind of like Snapchat for homework. Got it. All right, cool. That, that's it. exactly what I told him when uh, he told me about it. Yep. All right, well, can't uh, resist. in yep. case you can't tell, uh, we are going to be talking a little bit about Pokemon Go this episode. Yum. We're also going to try and get a second segment in about Monster Hunter for folks who are interested in that. Monster Hunter Generations is out. Uh, but before we start either topic, I would love to talk to Steven about the Nintendo PlayStation, which <laughs> as a collector, what did that do to, like for you when you found out, oh my God, someone has this thing? What happened? I was super excited. Uh, I think I the first thing I posted on Twitter was the Photoshop of uh, Smithers um, when Mr. Burns flies in in his dream, <laughs> but I put the, the Nintendo PlayStation oh, there yeah, instead of uh, Mr. Burns. Um, so I got I obviously got really excited, wanted to know more about it. I have the documents for the Philips CD-ROM drive, um, yeah. but this was obviously the, the Sony, which we knew nothing about. But not just the documents. You don't... There's no... There, is there a Philips CD-ROM prototype? No. There is supposedly there one. Is, but um, nobody but knows what no it is. One, yeah, no one's ever seen it. that one. Some right. grandma. Yeah, exactly. But with the Nintendo PlayStation, like, I, I never thought that there had been a, a prototype like this. Like, I knew all the stories about it. I knew about the the Etu Brute, like, betrayal where Nintendo, um, instead of announcing a partnership with Sony, announced it with Philips and right. all that. I never thought we'd see the light, uh, th this thing would see the light of day. Well, they had the drawing, and there was what looks to be now a picture of the wow. unit um, that like ran in some magazine but at, like everybody kind of overlooked it because they thought it was a render but then oh, when it looked yeah. exactly like the system like wait I think that's really it um, and everybody's saying oh it's a fake like, this is an incredibly elaborate fake if someone's really doing that yeah, yeah. Um, so the story checked out and uh, I think the, the maybe where, where I come in is I did reach out to the guys who found it um, I was introduced by someone who had spoken to them and I made an offer, uh, and my offer was fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Um, and I didn't get a reply. Wow! So what? <laughs> not getting a reply really told me one of two things: one, I was severely overbid by someone, which I thought was a possibility. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe like video game collecting. Like fifty thousand dollars is really high roller territory, but if you look at like comic books, coins, at toys, everything else, yeah. it's not. So mm -hmm. I thought maybe someone kind of, or, or even like stereo equipment. So I thought someone came in and, and sort of well, power bid. Well, or or corporates, yeah. like Sony or Nintendo wants this for yeah, the museum. Yeah, someone right? came in and was like, yeah. okay. And so I'm like, wow, I hope I didn't insult him. Like, and no. then the other was maybe they don't want to sell it at all, or right. they don't know what to do. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, you know, or I, they I, didn't get your email. Huh? Or they didn't get your email. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it's, it, it, <laughs> Send well, it again. They actually did say that they had received multiple offers that they did not respond to when, when they did oh. like the, that Engadget article and things okay, like that. Okay. So wow. it Got seems it. like they were just ignoring a lot of that. I tried to back it up like, hey, I am a collector. I'm pretty, I'm, this is a serious offer, but yeah. didn't hear anything. 50 grand, so. man. But then today yeah. uh, on yes. the internet, I saw this, uh, something that we never thought we'd see along with uh, just like a Nintendo PlayStation. 
possibly a U.S. Nintendo 64 DD yeah, was discovered, yeah. and something even more profound. Uh, why don't you talk about it? Because the, the image is out there. Yeah, obviously. the image is out there. Uh, so the, the system's interesting because, yeah, it's the U.S. version of an uh, N64 DD, but it's the blue disc. So we don't know what's on that disc. Um, and there's tons of games you know, that, that were sort of pre-announced or like, hey, we're going to be doing this on DD. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what's on there. And so to, as a collector or sort of archivist, that's much more interesting than the system itself. Because the system does exist in another form, you know, in the Japanese We have the version. Japanese ones. Yeah, yeah, we have the Japanese one, and it's very unlikely they added anything from a feature or spec standpoint. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what is on that disc? Exactly. And if you don't know what a 64DD is, and you've listened to we've brought it up on the show before. Yeah. Of a pair, what is it? Yeah, both Steve and I are owners of one. You had to order it with a credit card in Japan back then. Like now, you can actually find them in, in some shops in, in Japan for a premium price. But it was a uh, it, you bought a disc drive and basically almost like a subscription to get these discs sent to you, these Rand games Net. that you would yeah. get, right? Yep. Uh, and and a subscription to Randnet, which was an online service. Yeah. It was a writable disc drive, 64 megabytes, yeah, which sounds very Nintendo small. Only, uh, only a portion of that was writable, right? Like yep. I forget what the exact number was mm-hmm. but the idea was it was almost like this was created for the Mario Artist series like the creator kind of like music studio uh, polygon studio like the the Mario Artist games uh, but also for the Legend of Zelda which became Ocarina of Time yeah, like the right. idea was that you would do something in the environment and it would stay there like you, you chop down yeah. you chop down a tree and oh. the tree would stay chopped down that oh, was wow. the concept behind it they didn't say that uh, a tree, but they they said you would do something and it would be persistent. There would be an impact, right? Yeah. And they were touting this as the amazing thing that CD could never do, right? It would be faster at at reading and writing the data, and it would be cheaper for third parties because this was also a follow up to Square saying Final Fantasy is not going to be able to fit on a cart, right? right. So yeah. um, it didn't work. Like third parties didn't love this, but. When I covered the N64, there were a lot of projects, even from U.S. and U.K. studios, that were slated to be on the 64DD, uh, including Unreal. I remember right. to t- uh, talking uh, to the team back then, and they wanted to make Unreal for the DD. And they kept on talking about it like it was a done fact, and they're going to do this. Hmm. Um, I'm sure you've heard of a couple of those. And so I'm wondering, is there a demo? Is there right. something? There's an Unreal like, demo. Is there like the Blade and Barrel game or something yeah. like that that was supposed to be on the DD? Yeah, maybe they're like, hey, let's launch this with Zelda, right? And so here's like yep. maybe an early build of that. I, I mm-hmm. mean, that's unlikely, but... Mm-hmm. You know, Master you know, Quest was a DD game, too, right? right? Yeah, I mean, it's about, maybe it's it's probably like the U.S. version of Doshin the Giant or something terrible, but you never Which, know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, yeah, obviously the original Doshin the Giant was also for DD, as was the add-on that actually came out. There was a, a DLC add-on, a really terrible game, like a side game to, mm. um, to Doshin that came out on the DD. Yeah. But yeah, it's awesome that it's out there. I'm really tempted, but... Yeah. Um, Curious to see yeah. what, what comes from this uh, yeah. myself. Yeah. By, by the way, Steve, I was going to ask you on the yeah. um, on uh, on the PlayStation, on the Nintendo PlayStation. It just right. feels weird to say that. Yeah, uh, and the DD. These were these were unreleased pieces of, uh, of hardware. Is there? Is there are there any legal ramifications there? Because I you know I remember when we got unreleased hardware or you know the uh, or the Wide Boy or right. you know which was the you know the, the the Game Boy player basically and it's for the N sixty four yeah for the N sixty four that you could use to capture games but also the longer cartridges like we had to sign something saying we will return this right what happens so that's a great question um, in the collector world I have a lot of things that 
were signed out by someone at some point in time. Yeah. But really what ha- – especially you know, when you look back 10, 20 years, a lot of that paperwork has gone yeah. or it's just considered the, – the, the paperwork is more like you're not going to release it tomorrow or mm-hmm. you know, a couple months down the road so people can make pirate versions or, or whatever. Um, after a certain point, there can, there's effectively like a statute of limitations or, yeah. or people just don't enforce. Now, Nintendo is, is usually much more strict about that. Yeah. I think they were probably wondering – I'm sure someone in Nintendo legal was like – do we do we own that? Like, well, what's what's going on here? But you know, I, I have things like um, prototype PlayStation twos and threes that mm. you know, have like prototype shells, and and they have like, hey, this is a Sony prototype. You know, return to this person. You know, I have that uh, Super Nintendo Max cartridge that comes from a military base, and it's like return to General so and so. I'm like, wow. yeah, I don't that's think I'm going to awesome. call this phone number. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, that's that's quite all right. Um, but I, I, I'm going to get you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, who, who knows what could happen? But yeah, so I, I think what happens is once it gets out in this sort of this public consciousness, a lot of times it's going to show up in museums. And mm-hmm. and from what I've seen personally, I haven't really been approached by anybody yet yeah. uh, about that. And and I've been pretty public about what I've owned. So okay. that, that was my first thought when you're talking about not getting a response on a fifty thousand dollar offer. Right. I'm like, maybe there has been like there's a legal question around that too. I, you know, like, actually, can we sell this? Maybe uh, that's very likely that at the time that I posed the offer, they were in that stage where yeah. like, do we, what is our, our actual legal ownership yeah. of this? Yeah. It's like, well, it might be like that sort of dumpster, like, or, or, or trash, yeah. um, you know, thing. It's like, oh, it was supposed to be thrown out, so I effectively pulled it from the trash, which yeah. is legal, right? Yeah, yeah. So. still an amazing yeah. find. Both amazing finds. Definitely something, if uh, you're interested, you should look up uh, on the internet. But another thing that's happening on the internet that is huge <laughs> right now is that Pokemon Go came out. Um, holy moly. Holy wow. cow. Like, I cannot remember a game that has invaded pop culture. I, I think Pokemon did this when it came out, but we didn't have the internet to amplify the message the way we do now. And it wasn't as visible, right? It, and it, it was, was visible. It, was it depended conf- on where you were. But it was confined to a certain demographic. We didn't have social networks. And it was not as visible now as we're, we're all connected, and it is certainly in the mainstream media, and it is just in, in the streets. Yeah. Like, you cannot go to a Safeway or Albertson or whatever supermarket you have. You can't go to a party Any park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any park, there's always, like, a, a chunk of people gathered around. Oh, okay, that's a Pokemon. And it turns out you can't even go to the Holocaust Museum. That yeah. was a story, oh, too, right? Oh like, there are public <sighs> places saying, please don't use us for Pokemon hunting. Yeah. Right? Like, and at the same time, house. it feels like this specific app and this game and this experience seems to be, in some ways, the perfect fusion of the platform being smartphones, the IP being Pokemon, the free-to-play model, which, holy cow, I didn't, I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's huge for that reason. And then AR technology, yeah. which if you look at Pokemon's AR versus maybe some things we've tried, maybe even what you can get out of your 3DS, yeah. which is a much more uh, creaky version of it, <laughs> um, right. I would say, uh, all of these things have just come together in a way that I just... Didn't, I didn't think this would happen, that it would blow up this big. Yeah, and it's obviously Niantic has done an RPG before that that right. used, you know, AR and used mm-hmm. the open world, like the m- real maps, and like that did not blow up like this. Right. Yeah. And, it's well, so, and so you can see the power of the Pokemon and it's uh, of the Pokemon characters. And like, I think it's also important that's the original 150 because you now also have the nostalgia play. Yeah, and everybody who's like old enough is like, oh, Squirtle, yeah. you know, Pikachu. I, I understand all those. Yeah, absolutely. 20 somethings left and right all yeah. over the place and older. Yesterday I was walking to the Embarcadero and I saw 
a wife trying to teach her husband how to play that game. Oh and she's like, honey, <laughs> you have to. And she's like swiping her yeah, finger upwards. Like, and you know immediately, the minute you see this finger swipe go up, they're playing Pokemon. I also saw a silent fist pump <clears throat> as I walked by this one guy who caught something. Uh, he was unaware. I almost felt like saying, hey, that, that's awesome. Congratulations. But I, I was, I'm kind of shy. Most people don't know that about me. But let's move forward and just talk a little <laughs> bit about, I mean, sales promotion. Like top grossing app on iOS in less than a day. Took four days on Android, uh, despite even server bugs. What are some comparisons to this? Yeah, so this is pretty much unprecedented in mobile games. Uh, the next fastest, I think, is Clash Royale. Uh, no. And they did two days for uh, number one top grossing in iOS and seven days for Android. But that was with you know, a proven IP. Oh, like in terms of like yeah, mobile yeah. gamers, so they could cross promote to everybody playing clash of clans. They ran ads. They, they I mean, they spent a couple million dollars on that, you know, launch window for them to get Big aware. TV commercial. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, you know, Pokemon go no featuring, Anywhere, as far as I know, they didn't really run any the ads. The App Store team did not pick it as well, one I mean, of their. Well, I mean, iOS App Store it yeah. says Google the second you open it yeah, up, yeah. right? So I'm sure that didn't. You think help. that played into uh, it? That probably well, yeah. played into it. I'm okay, sure. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it's, it's not exclusive. Yeah, it's not uh-huh. exclusive. You know, it didn't launch. But it, it, it was one of those things where, if you know, mobile gaming like free-to-play mobile game companies are all wringing their hands, right? Because they're like, we spend $30, $40 million a month attracting users, getting them in, calculating things like lifetime value, and figuring out how much we have to pay for an install. Um, And this this just jumps right past everybody. Um, And it shows the power of the IP, clearly, Mm -hmm. right? Well, and to them, you can, of course, always say, well, it's taken decades to build Pokemon up to what it's become, right? Right. It's a big brand. Yeah. 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 Um, And I would argue, you know, we talked about the AR aspect, from a gameplay perspective, it really doesn't do a ton yeah. from like the camera view, but it has helped on the social media side, where you take pictures yeah. like me standing next to a Pikachu, or like I'm on the toilet and there's a side duck in front of me. So <laughs> you know, people sharing those, and I was like, oh, I want to be on or the worse, toilet. A duck trio, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a diglet. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Out of the, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, there are lots of poop looking. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's still right. also like. And and this is going to sound maybe maybe like hyperbole, but it almost does feel like magic to some extent too, because you're looking at this thing through your camera, and you look away, and you look back, or you look around, and it still does a pretty good job of positioning it there. The art style that they went with is something that still blends in semi naturally to like mm-hmm. well lit spaces. Looks terrible at night, but who cares? No. Right. Like it's so cool. It's, it's the perfect storm of like it's just a, an idea whose time has come, and it's mm-hmm. just everything comes together with this game. Except, of course, the tech. you know, the tech, <laughs> the, the, the gameplay is limited. I mean, compared yeah. to the Pokemon games, the Pokemon uh, Game Boy and DS games are just much better, right? Right. It is a very simple take on that. And, like, they found some interesting solutions to not training your Pokemon in the other, you know, like, the, the kind of, like, walking, incubating an egg. Like, they really, they really thought about how the AR and the real-life aspect hmm. could play into the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it crashes so much. And oh, there's yeah. a new version out, and it crashes less. But there's still huge issues. Yeah, just so many people logged in. I had two-factor authentication plus a really long password, and it just oh. drove me crazy all weekends. Like, <laughs> and, oh. and yet you kept logging kept, in. And we that was, all yeah. did. And, yeah. and that, that actually makes the number one top grossing even more amazing because at one point I was trying to buy – one of the, the coin packages and it wouldn't let me <laughs> and so I sat because it kept like locking up and showing the loading screen and I t- must have tried for about half an hour until it actually went through and I just said I just spent a half hour trying to diagnose how to give them a hundred dollars like that is ridiculous isn't that crazy yeah. Yeah. And, and yet I still yeah. was like oh I have to give them money because I want more yeah. of whatever so. yeah, and yeah. Then, 
And then, of course, the the big factor is that a lot of this, well, it's basically just happening in the U.S. and Australia and a couple of territories Three right Zealand, now, right? Yeah. And so it has not gone worldwide yet. I think Germany like, today. Germany just got it yeah, today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Fuge, Fuge or in Pokemons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it, that that's that's really, really interesting because think about like Puzzle and Dragon. Like there have been games that have been local successes and never made it worldwide. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt this is going to go crazy in Japan. Oh, yeah. This is going to be so big. But you think about even like Yodobashi Camera, right? Mm -hmm. They had people that were gathering in the video game aisles to trade with their, you know, 3DS and everything else. And so they actually built that cordoned off area in front of the store. And that was for the 3DS. Yeah, that's your street pass zone. Yeah, that's the street pass area. This is just, everybody's going to be everywhere. They got to put up signs right now in the subway saying, do not step down there, even if there's a Pokemon, do not chase a Pokemon <laughs> oh, yeah. into the subway. <laughs> the subway right? Like, yeah. There is there's real danger here. I think in Tokyo and like metropolitan areas in Japan, crossing so, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So an, another stat for folks: just super data research analyst estimates that Pokemon Go has earned 14 million dollars in just four days, uh, according to the numbers. It, and that's across three that. territories. It's part. It's more likely more than that. Another thing to bring up uh, that at least they point out: Pokemon Shuffle Mobile, for reference. Brought in fourteen point three million in its entire lifespan, which we're talking about a couple months here. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle, you remember? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Started as a three DS game, eventually found its way to mobile. Um, yeah, it says which that span was five hundred and nine days. Yeah, Jeez. Pokemon Go did that in. Yeah. yeah. Just so people understand, like you know, Game of War and, and Clash of Clans and all those that are top of the top grossing list during like peak seasons or when they're running events if you're in that position you're making three four million dollars a day in the u.s yeah i mean there's there's tons of money just pouring into the game Mm -hmm. and so you know people's like oh it's the number one download it's like if you're in the industry downloaded almost means nothing it's all grossing it's how much money you're making and they're just like breaking it in right now which is interesting to see just because when pokemon when the pokemon company first set foot onto the app store it was with a pokemon pokedex app and it was, by all intents uh, like, uh, or purposes, a failure because it was trying to charge you per region. You were trying to download and pay, you were basically paying for, oh, this region's Pokedex cost this much. This one cost that yeah. much. Like yeah. They basically overpriced it. And folks were like, no, I don't want this. That was also five years ago, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. that you know, people's uh, desire, understanding of like what I need to pay for, or how to pay for things, or you know, like is something going to be random, like a gotcha pack or something. That's right. I think there's, there's a lot more, uh, people are a lot more used to that now, yes. um, and yeah. the collection mechanic, and so you know, the, the mobile gaming player has evolved over time to maybe catch up. I still don't think Pokedex was a good app. But, right, yeah, you know. right. but then take Shuffle, which in many ways is kind of like that, that play for the Candy Crush audience, in a way, right? But with Pokemon, also didn't do as well as this. Yeah. yeah. Was that the wrong audience to chase? Like, I, I almost wonder, like, why didn't the audience that's here now show up for that? Yeah, I would say po- the the Pokemon Shuffle actually is more limiting because Candy Crush is like candy. You don't really have to have an affinity for anything, mm-hmm. but the adding Pokemon, it might draw people in, but it'll draw people in who are into Pokemon. Yeah. Right. So uh, Candy Crush is much more like diverse and like there, there doesn't have to be this mental, I don't really like Pokemon or this isn't what I played as Pokemon. Yeah. You know, with, with uh, Pokemon Go, there is the collection mechanic and you know, like yep. I said in the first 150, yep. um, that, that maybe plays into that, much more of that nostalgia. And, you know, in the puzzle game arena, um, you know, Candy Crush was just much more intuitive and much, yeah, it was, first of all, the the... Everybody loves candy, right? Like, right. that just opened it up. But it was also so... It wasn't daunting. It was very simple. And I actually thought 
um, Shuffle was a little more fussy, and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't this kind of this kind of puzzle game where you go like, oh, this is the best thing ever. You got to try it. Whereas like people did that, like mainstream gamers uh, players did that for Candy Crush, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And then Candy Crush was just the masters at monetizing, making you feel like you needed to spend money on a lollipop or right. something, right? Like, they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like the shuffle doesn't, and, and a lot of like conversions from like console yeah. games to mobile don't do this well. Is that reward mechanism? Yeah. Right? We're really celebrating when you did something great. Yeah. There's a, like, oh yeah, star a number goes yeah. up. Like Candy Crush is just like you just did the most amazing yeah. thing ever. You yeah. were fantastic, right? Yeah. And yeah. they just didn't have that. And you know, Pokemon Go, it's like. When that ball stops vibrating and you see the stars, it's like, yes, yes. Yeah, and there's a trepidation. They do, yeah. It has much yeah, better reward right. mechanisms. Yeah, right. Once rewards across and, multiple places, even the medals that you get over time, which yeah. you, you don't even realize that you're grinding shiny, to get. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it goes, wing, you And it's this. a communal experience, right? Like, if you, yeah. there, there are probably lots of people who are playing on their own who don't see others, but here in an urban area, like when you're catching a cool Pokemon, somebody next to you did too. Oh, and, like, and that makes a difference. It really creates this weird connection, right? I hear, I mean, you hear people like, did you catch it? Did you catch it? And, yeah. and we're all talking about the yeah. same Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very clear, yeah and, right? that, and that's the most fascinating part, too, of this game to me, is the idea that it is instancing for everyone in a specific section. So, like, I walked by and a Dragonair shows up, and you hear half the room, everyone within <laughs> the city is going, did you see it? Did you see it? Did yeah. you get it? Oh, my God, that's so cool. Or the drama that comes with, no, my game <laughs> yeah. froze up, and I was in the middle of catching it. So, but um, now, now, think about the money it's made, right, in that mm. short, short lifespan. Like, I, I think, first of all, I think the estimates are are, are low. I, yeah, you know, it's they're low probably ballin'. made more than twice that, mm-hmm. um, given given how popular it is and how many people you see with with this damn thing. Right. But like, let's say it made double that. That means it made as much money as a standard Pokemon game when it sells one million units. Yeah. Right. Right. Yep. Um, now, of course, the ownership of this app is very complicated. Yeah, right? we're going like, to talk about that. Actually, we, yeah. okay, because yeah. that no. one, like, it's really hard to figure out who made what on. Well, this. let's start right. So right. Niantic spins off from Alphabet, which is basically Google's Google. name for everything mm-hmm. uh, now. And when they spun off, Google and Nintendo became investors along with Pokemon Company. Were yeah. they part of that as well? They were part yeah. of that as well. And yeah. Nintendo invested what? Well, so they didn't break out, yeah, they I think, between Alphabet, Nintendo, and, and Pokemon Company. Right? Okay. I, I'm assuming Alphabet had the lion's share of that investment because they okay. had Google Ventures and everything else. But Absolutely. Um, but Nintendo invests, what, $20 million, I think is well, the figure it, we, we're, we either guessed or no. Total investment was $20 million, and then there's like a um, an option for an additional 10 if they meet certain milestones, which I'm guessing they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sure that investment's coming in hot. Um, okay. Now, Nintendo... Nintendo owns 33% of the Pokemon company, yes, which is correct. a company composed of three different entities. So that's Game Freak, Creatures, and Nintendo. Nintendo also earns, owns excuse me, uh, an undisclosed amount of creatures. No one knows the exact stake number that they have in creatures. <laughs> it's a little but, complicated. Yeah, it's yeah. complicated. Yeah. So and this money is getting spra- spread around. Is remember, what we're trying Apple to point and Google right off the top, 30%. Yeah. That's right. right. 30% so to those they're guys. both making 30%. So what, 30% Just of the 14 app store million? Was yeah, what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so yes, you're you're left with seventy percent, and now you have to do. If anybody wants to do it, try to do the math between the different stakes that are being held here. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the, like it's it's this weird ownership this weird ownership question of a Pokemon that's cropped cropped up uh, a bunch of times in the past, right? Like why aren't Pokemon included, you know, as liberally in Nintendo cross promotions as other characters? And it's because the ownership of that franchise is complicated too, right? right? With uh, sitting in Pokemon Company. 
company. Um, yeah, I mean, is this worth like an extra ten billion in Nintendo market cap? Probably yeah. not, but, but it's yeah, but it's very exciting shit. for the future, right? But yeah, I tell you yeah. what, the identification of the pocket Pokemon franchise as being a Nintendo franchise yeah. has certainly helped them in the stock market Dude. because all the media were were reporting, you know, mainstream media about Nintendo's Pokemon yeah. is huge. You know, there was le- less talk about Niantic and the complicated <laughs> relationship there, and boom, the stock yeah. went up. Yeah, right? Nintendo stock went up. No, absolutely. Um, and then just talking about it, I mean, from there, that that's kind of it, right? The idea that these three companies are together. Nintendo is releasing the Pokemon Go Plus, which is a peripheral that will connect to your Pokemon Go app on your smartphone through What's it gonna do? Bluetooth. You're able to catch, right? Yeah, so they said it was catch, but what does that mean? So I, I think <laughs> that's interesting speculation. Like, my yeah. thought is you walk around and it basically, like, this would be great for me. It's like, it, it basically tags all the Pokemon that you walk past, and then when you sync... You basically get a whole like straight like a, a boss rush of Pokemon, right? And you just have to catch them all. I, yeah. I don't, I don't actually know. Is, they can't be the catches. So they is this pay to some, win in hardware form? Is uh, that what it is? So well, they, they have put out there some details, right? So okay. I don't know when this got updated. Uh, so PokemonGo.com got updated with details of Pokemon Go Plus, and it says here. So for Pokestop alerts is one of the things that you'll get, okay. and the Go Plus will be able will begin to blink and vibrate whenever you're within range of a Pokestop. You oh. press the Go Plus it's, it's button to search, right? For the Pokestop items. Yeah. You'll search for items at that Pokestop. If there are any items, you will swipe or tap them to add them to your inventory. I'm not sure if that meant you're um, supposed to swipe on the actual like Pokemon Go Plus or if you're taking out your phone just to double check. Like Maybe that. you have to pull out your phone. Is yeah. it a wearable? Is it like a it is thing a wearable. Clip yeah, yeah, on? It is, it's like a Fitbit thing. Yeah, right. clip on yeah. or you're able to wear it like you would a watch or something. Second thing. Now, this one is way more fleshed out. If a Pokemon is nearby, okay. so if it's close, uh, you press a button. Pokemon Go Plus will throw a Pokeball. Once you, uh, you'll only be able to throw a ball uh, using the Pokemon Go Plus if you've caught that Pokemon before. Ooh. Oh. So if it's something you haven't met before, I don't know how it's communicating to you. Like if if Kangaskhan shows up, it's like, well, what am I? What am I doing? Then it'll what, blink what am I a different color. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing that just kind of uh, is something to think about. Um, well, I'll get it, whatever it is. Yeah, no, I think we all will. It doesn't have a release date, uh, but everyone's excited. But I mean, this I, I, guess- is, I am really curious to see if this works. Yeah. If people will go out to get a hardware add-on essentially for their phone, their phone game obsession. Well, I know people have already bought battery packs. Right, that's the, right. And, and so right. I'm, I bought the wrong size, and I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah, I'm, so I'm upset. Like, but it, yeah, it's if you want to talk about socks, I go out. Mophie probably had a yep. little jump over the weekend, right? Yeah, absolutely. They knew if they make a Pokemon themed one now, then certainly oh, they'll yeah. they'll yep. see some. Yeah, no, absolutely. But then let's talk about like I mean the behavior of of what you buy and don't buy in this app, mm-hmm. right? Because you are able to play this completely free. You don't have to spend a dime. But if you decided to spend money, you are buying either incense to attract Pokemon, lures to attract them to a location rather than to you. Uh, and lures are communal, right? You yeah. share them socially. Yeah, I actually call uh, lures. They actually lure Pokemon and people. Uh, I, I dropped a lure in a park, and within 10 minutes, there's 20 people that had come up, and they're like, did you put down a lure? And they're all, like, gathered around. Do you know how smart that is? I mean, just think about that concept. You you buy you buy the right to be the hero, yeah. right? Like, oh, people you are, thanked me. Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks for doing that. It's like, okay, it's, it's a buck. Yeah. Sure. You know, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's um, crazy. Well, and then uh, just look at what they're not monetizing, which is stuff like Stardust. And yeah. what if they did? So I, I, I actually, um, you know, on the mobile gaming side, and, and this is, to be very frank, this is not what I would do, but it's from a business standpoint, what they could do is they could charge for Stardust and Candy. And 
all the whales would just jump in because that's the the time sink is catching and whales up in the mobile arena. Oh, people who spend a people lot of who spend money, a ton right? of money, right? Such a yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, moniker. I know. It, well, it's the gambling uh, terminology, right? Yeah. So what they would do is, I no longer have to walk around and get a bunch of Pokemon. I can just buy the Stardust and candies and upgrade. Now, what that would that would be bringing a lot of money from those particular people, but it would drive a lot of users away because then every gym would have you know something with like CP two thousand, right? Yeah. And I could never, I could never break through that. And yeah. it, it, there's it, there is that. Level level of social aspect that would go away, right, from a competitive standpoint. And so that's why you look at, like, people say pay to win, like Game of War. It is. Um, And so it seems like they're being very careful about that. They don't want to make it super easy to to kind of grab the stuff that you need to grind through. So it's more like the times, the speed-ups are effectively lures and incense, which just brings slightly more Pokemon towards you. Um, But it's not like I can just get unlimited stardust yeah, yeah right absolutely well, it's absolutely. smart i mean it's it's respectful it's smart oh, they, it's they've great. done a good yeah. job so far now they just need to stop it from crashing yeah, yeah which yeah. It, i mean to i think on their end there was the anticipation a lot of people would download but i don't think anyone expected it to be as big as it's gone no because uh, even the account creation is it working now like i, I think it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like everybody had to log in with google accounts right right yeah, yeah. because the trainers club yeah did not yeah. work yeah um yeah i'm i'm just i on one hand, I'm very happy this happened. Like, there's a bunch of commentary happening around this game. Mm-hmm. Like, some folks are saying, well, this is a, the biggest licensed IP in video games. Of course it's going to do well. Well, I don't think that was guaranteed, no. uh, first. Then secondly, there's uh, some folks who just have a more positive reaction because of all of the positivity, the people meeting left and right. I mean, there's also been, unfortunately, crime and people taking advantage of lures to try and, like, rob folks, which I'm just like, what the heck? And by the way, if you're listening to the show right now, do not, under any circumstances, drive and play Pokemon Go. That is irresponsible. That is not cool. Yeah. Like, we appreciate every... I'm sure everyone... Even with is, autopilot. Even with autopilot. Oh, you've oh, done no. it. You have yeah, done it. Done. You yeah. No, you can't prove anything. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to try and get the proof. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more talk about Pokemon Go and eventually Monster Hunter. Stay with us. For a very special Monster Hunter Generation segment, I am Jose Otero. We are joined by Armando Torres. What's up, guys? Mike Mamone. Hey. Brian Altano will be in that chair at some <laughs> point, and if not, he lied to me. Brian, if you're listening, I don't have kind words for you. We've been playing Generations. We've yeah, played yes. quite a bit. Uh, I read it for IGN, uh, settled on an eight. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about sort of, let's start out with our history with the series. So when did you first get on board with Monster Hunter, just, just for folks at home so they understand? So myself, I started with Monster Hunter on... Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, I think, was my first game. So it was right. the PSP one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a, a Monster Hunter Claw player, which, if you know what that arthritis uh, style like uh, <laughs> controller holding was, don't know how you it was did something that. else. Yeah, <laughs> it was something else. Uh, yeah, so I started on that entry, and I've been with the series ever since. Nice for me. I started with Monster Hunter Three Ultimate on 3DS at okay. slash Wii U. Okay. I was I was a did huge you fan own of both the, or just one. I owned both actually. Okay. I, I I well, I owned the 3DS one first mm-hmm. and didn't really realize what the deal was with the Wii U version, and then. I I found out that you know you could bounce your save file back yeah. and forth. I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yep. So I got the Wii U version, which was only like twenty dollars at the time. Yep. And so um, yeah, I fell in love with it. Um, 
So, yeah, and I've been playing that one, been playing Four Ultimate, and now Generations. Okay, nice. Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah. My experience is kind of weird. I've always thought Monster Hunter was like an odd RPG, mm-hmm. and I, my buddy who's super into it, I, I saw him play uh, Try and Three Ultimate all the time. Uh, and then like this is weird, and then <laughs> and then uh, Jose asked me to help him out uh, with Monster Hunter Four. That's right. So uh, I jumped on year, that. Right? That was yeah, my first last year. Yeah, yeah, I want to say it was last yeah, year. It was last yeah, year. like February when the, the system was coming out. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the new 3ds was coming out. Yeah. So he asked me, and then like I was so I, I knew I was interested in it, uh, but that was the first time I actually played uh, in the game in the series. So and since then, yeah, I think it's great. And here okay. we are with Generations. So. Cool. Yeah, no. And, uh, man, how things have changed. So for folks at home, because Brian's going to – I'm going to skip this when Brian gets here, but uh, Generations is his first. So he's doing a video series with Jared where nice. he is learning how to play a Monster Hunter because – and I was going to ask this to you guys, but it kind of takes a village to raise a Monster Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Like it takes a community, a group of people to pl- that you regularly play with, mm-hmm. which I remember on that review – you, Frank Knight, who in the office, yeah. and a few other folks. I think Ben Jenka even like really enjoyed the game, and so yeah. you, know, you guys were always talking about yeah, it. Yeah, me and Frank were actually new to the game yes. when we played that one. That's right. Ben That's played right. before, but yeah, us yeah. two, we were yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, did you have a group, uh, Armando, that you regularly played with? Just out of curiosity, yeah. or were you kind of going it alone? I, I, for the most part, I was playing three ultimate by myself for sure, just grinding on my own. But it wasn't until I got the Wii U version that I was able to play online. But yeah. I would just play with randos mostly. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're very helpful randos. Oh, totally, like there's yeah. not I, one thing I found with the Monster Hunter community just as a whole is they're very um, they're, they're very supportive they want you to understand the game they mm-hmm. kind of want to extol the virtues of why the series is so good and what's so special about it right. mm-hmm. because again it, there's a lot of information you have to learn and pretty quickly um, oh, yeah. they kind of throw you in the fire especially yeah. after you get past like your great Jaggy style monster <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which in this case was the great Macau which uh, IGN UK team step it up we've seen <laughs> your video no that is not how it's done <laughs> Ooh, <ouch. laughs> no no that's not that totally goes against Let's, what let's I trade friend codes, though, and we'll, uh, we'll help yeah, out. Yeah, we'll help you get better. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the side. I should have said. Oh, I screwed that up. No, but more importantly, okay, so let's talk uh, learning a weapon in Monster Hunter is a discipline. So what weapon are you guys favoring, or what do you play, and which one do you favor? I, I main longsword uh, and favor longsword. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Have you used anything else? Like, uh, I've used uh, the hammer in the past. I tried the insect glaive in four for a little yeah. bit, but I didn't really play that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. And great sword is also a lot of fun. And sword and shield, but I don't really like to, you know, pr- prance around and say that I main sword and shield just because it's like the beginner weapon. <laughs> yep, yep. It's looked upon as like you know where hey, you start off. Shield is shield's good. It's efficient. Yeah, it's efficient. Yeah. It's it's efficient. Yeah. Longsword is <laughs> also really good. Uh, not not to not to make it sound like the beginner. Uh, area is bad. I think long swords are also a great starting point, mm-hmm. actually, too, for a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah. it's super versatile. Mm-hmm. Like you can evade. You yep. can good range. Yeah, the yeah. range is awesome. Mm-hmm. The combo, the spirit gauge combo stuff is really mm-hmm. f-ing cool. Yeah, or, once whoops. you learn how it works. <laughs> and we got our first curse word. Thank you, Mondo. First time in months. <laughs> sure, that. It's all right. He's turning red. Okay. Uh, I got the yeah. For right. Yeah. Like Ish. four minutes in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike. I just get so I just get so passionate. No, no, I mean, even we. Did when we That's played cool. and we haven't even got to that oh, part yeah. yet. Oh, we crushed it a ton when we were playing together. Yeah, 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 no, totally. I never want people to hear that side of me. Go ahead. Uh, what do you got? Uh, for sorry, I just forgot the question. What was the question? Uh, weapon. What, yeah, what weapon do you, oh, you favor? Which one did you try? Oh yeah, yeah. So I tried out a lot, especially like uh, since you, you. I think when we were doing a footage lot for the last game, you were using insect glaive, which I thought was cool. I'm like I can't use insect glaive in the same video. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried using the horn and the hammer, uh, learning those. But then I fell in love with the gun lance. Yes. Just because. It has mainly because it has a shield and it's not the other typical like sword and shield uh, mm-hmm. weapons out there, and uh, yeah, that that blast 
charged shot attack that it has is so strong. Yeah. And yeah, I play uh, Gun Lance for now. And what's great about the Gun Lance now is that the mobility, because um, you, you can't move a lot with the Gun Lance, mm-hmm. but with uh, what's going on now in Generations, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and that's because now they've added uh, hunting styles, mm-hmm. which is this other aspect of the game. So before when you committed to a weapon, you may, you basically had the same move set. You didn't really have to think too deep on that stuff. You just had to know what to do when. Mm-hmm. Now you have four different flavors of mm-hmm. what you can do with a weapon, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Uh, so before we get into it, I'm just going to say I, I've jumped all over the place. I've played Longsword. Uh, with 3 Ultimate, I played mostly Greatsword. With Try, I played Switch Axe. I think cool. I tend to favor like newer weapons. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, Switch Axe. Switch Axe was, was yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it always like, it's a very cool weapon to use in terms of looks. I don't know if uh-huh. I was very effective oh, at it. Oh, and also, yeah. what was that musical um, horn thing? Yeah, was it was that, a horn. Yeah, yeah, horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used that as well. Yeah. Nice. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all about that um, one, too. Just, you just can't it was, block. <laughs> it was all about the insect glaive because it was like pole vaulting. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. give me this. So I favored that one there. Whereas in this one, I have gone back to Greatsword, but also to Hammer. Uh, mm. and Charge Blade, which was probably the strongest weapon in 4, uh, mm-hmm. 4 Ultimate, that I didn't really get behind. Like, it, it was, uh, the balancing tended to favor that weapon. It was a lot of control. <laughs> right. um, I should have jumped on that. But, <laughs> but yeah, so then the hunting styles. Let's, let's go there, right? So mm-hmm. we have 4 styles. Mm-hmm. What? Striker, Guild, Striker, striker uh, Aerial, mm-hmm. and lastly, Adept. Right. So yep. who wants, wh- name your style and why you, you picked it. Let's go with that, and then we'll try to define what the other ones are. For sure. Are. Uh, starting off, I just started with Guild. It seemed like a good starting point, mm-hmm. and it uh, gives you two slots for Hunter Arts, mm-hmm. yep. and I just thought that that would go hand-in-hand hand with the versatile Longsword, and it, so far it's proven to be true. Yeah, and yeah. Guild mostly follows the style of combat in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, right. with some balance changes, of mm-hmm. course, because mm-hmm. they went ahead and balanced, rebalanced a lot of weapons. Yeah. A good friend of the show, uh, Adam Evanenko loves the longsword uh, because of the changes they had in generations, uh, specifically nice. with guild style. Nice. Yeah. Um, what about yourself? Uh, for me, uh, so yeah, because I love the Glyph so much and like just pole vaulting everywhere, uh, and because the gun lens, I was very difficult to try to like mount a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went aerial. Nice. And the yeah, aerial with the gun lens, so much fun. I mean, these guys will will tell you like I just kept jumping everywhere. Yeah, you know, but you mounted the monsters like all the time. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, totally, totally. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah, just, just jump. It makes it so much easier, especially for um, heavy characters with yep. shields. Um, so yeah, aerial definitely. My, my so favorite. then to explain for folks, when you roll and you're in aerial style, instead of a ground based roll, which uh, yeah. is what you would do, yes. you would instead you would instead jump forward. Yeah, and if you're jump, uh, if you're there's a monster nearby and you just mm-hmm. jump like just close enough. Yeah, you, you get vaulted up. And yep. then from there you can attack, or you know, uh, some with the heavy bow gun you can actually reload. Nice. Uh, okay, that's shoot from the air too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, you so go, uh, you can go a Breath of the Wild. Yeah, 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 I like I go that. crazy. I like yeah, that. they need a so, Breath of the Wild costume in that. It's, so, yeah. thing. it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's please. gonna happen. Um, yeah, no, that's that's dope. It's weird. Um, I also found myself favoring aerial style. I tried them all. Mm-hmm. Um, Striker is a cool style, uh, mostly because it allows you to equip the most hunter arts. So hunter arts are like these Street Fighter esque. Yeah, up to three and they let you um, it's basically like a Street Fighter finishing move essentially mm-hmm. like you charge up enough meter enough energy for it and then you just unleash it but just like a super or special attack in Street Fighter you can whiff an enemy can dodge or counter you like mm-hmm. basically hit you during a frame of animation so mm-hmm. you don't get the attack off yeah. especially because some of them have longer charge times than right. others or some you're invulnerable but some you're not really depends and you got to do some reading there um, but I uh, the striker style was fun 
Adept was the toughest one for me to get down because it rewards mm-hmm. last second dodging. Yeah. And what basically happens is um, you basically like dodge away. Like you get a special dodge and you see it. It triggers a different kind of animation. And then coming up from that dodge, depending on what weapon you have, you can follow up and mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. So one thing I did with like the hammer is if you're able to time a dodge perfectly, you can then start immediately, the minute you come out of the, the dodge animation, you can start charging your hammer up. And it's a different colored charge, and I think it does a different move as well. I hope yeah. I'm not getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I ended up on aerial as yeah. well because it's just like it's aerial. so cool <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to like, <laughs> like just roll into either a teammate or a monster and you just go straight up into the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from there with a greatsword, which is what I'm using, you can charge up the blade in the oh, air. That attack is so cool. Yeah, so it changes greatsword because normally greatsword players can charge on the ground. You can't mm-hmm. charge on the ground uh, if you're aerial style. You can charge, uh, I believe, on the other three. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those cases where like you go, whoa, boosh, come down just give them a, a really feels heavy hit. good <laughs> definitely but then if you play insect glaive you actually get it you have it better than the rest of us because rather than pull vault up mm-hmm. you uh when you're aerial style you pull vault out mm-hmm. like at much farther mm-hmm. than you could uh and it's really cool to just like jump straight out of the yeah. monster and not a, can you still mount them with that kind of absolutely jump? i cool. think i believe so so I, I messed around with it a little bit at a preview event and then a little bit for the review but then mm-hmm. ended up going back to great source i didn't stay with it long enough mm-hmm. yeah uh, but that that's the hook, right? Monster yeah. Hunter has always had, from the start, 14 weapons are open. You choose what you want. You learn what you want. And then you go, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, these these Hunter arts are, and styles, they make everything different. Yeah, <laughs> for real. More exciting. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the six-star uh, missions, because yep. I think at oh, that man. point you can unlock this um, Hunter art for Guild. Nice. Where, specifically for Longsword, where you um, <clears throat> your spirit meter is maxed out for like a few, nice. uh, maybe like two minutes max, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome, because that combo does like 20% more damage. Absolutely. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> nice. No, you gotta, well, then that's the thing. The game. I feel like the game really rewards that kind of like finding out, okay, what's the armor set I want? How exactly. many of these things do I have to mm-hmm, take out? Mm-hmm. Where do I get the resources? And then when you get it, you're like, yes, now you set a new goal. And you yeah. find out what the next thing is. Um, and the armor sets are really cool. Uh, we played uh, with a good friend of the show, uh, Sean. And he uh, he was able to basically uh, he got to spend a day playing um, while we were, while all, we were all at work, <laughs> punk. And uh, he he was able to basically down an, uh, an Ocelos as yeah. many times oh, as he man. needed to. And so when we all logged in, he's like decked out in this amazing looking armor yeah. that has like glowing going yeah. on. Yeah, man. Yeah, the disappointment from all three of us just like no, oh. I know. And me and Mike could just like come off come come out of uh, getting our Tetsukabra armor, yeah. which we thought was pretty cool yeah, at, the, at the time. And then we and then we signed on with Sean. He's just like in a super elaborate jet black <laughs> armor su- armor setup, and we're just like, like, I want that. Where'd you get that? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, so let's just talk about for folks. Uh, obviously, if you play Monster Hunter, you know uh, the appeal. But for folks who don't know the series that well, mm. what is the appeal of fighting these monsters? What makes them so special? What do you guys think? <sighs> the battles mainly. Yeah, the battles. I think uh, co-oping with three other friends. I mean, it just mm-hmm. reminds me of PSO, you know? Yeah. Like, just running around. And, like It's not really... I guess it's a dungeon. Not really. It's more of an instance. Mm-hmm. More, um, but and chasing down one particular monster instead of farming, like, tiny monsters. It's just way more exciting. Yep. You know? Uh, the thing I didn't... That was kind of iffy uh, when I first got uh, took a look at the, the um, series was that, like, I had to carve and collect, like, bones and... Um, 
scales and whatnot to yeah. build my armor. And I was like, oh man, that's gonna take forever. But I got over that real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's for anyone that's into like action and like just hack and slash games with yeah. uh, your friends. This is definitely the game. Yeah, no, and the, and the fights themselves with the monsters are like these drag out. Oh, like yeah. th- these things put up a great fight back. I, I feel like they're some of the best. Uh, yeah. Boss fights that oh, yeah. at least are around today. Like They're I feel like the boss too. fight. Yeah, no, no yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So it, it turns out that you, you know, like we took on a, a Glavinus, which is one of the new monsters mm. um, that were created for this game. The T Rex with the laser yeah. sword, yes. or laser tail sword. Yeah, <laughs> so he, has sword a, he has this long blade tail, right? And yeah. he's able to basically uh, sharpen it by putting it in its mouth mm-hmm. and then yeah. like sort of drawing it out. Um, but it's able to sort of curl up and then swing the tail out in an attack that has fire yeah. property to it. Yeah. So the minute you see the, you, you're basically looking for tells. Uh-huh. What is the monster doing? And if, for example, he winds up, you know, okay, everybody block or get out of dodge because you're about to get it uh, from this guy. And he has other tells for like when he's going to snap at mm-hmm. you yeah. or uh, when he's going to. One of the things that oh, I fought it last night and it was driving <laughs> me insane is that uh, this T-Rex has hops and he's able to basically jump up uh, and swing its tail around and just uh, bam, around like down. straight down. Yeah. yeah. And so it has such reach oh that if you're not paying attention, you are done. That yeah. reminds me of the Zenogre. Yes. The, when he does his body flop and like ah out of nowhere <laughs> yep, uh, yep, yep. yeah what's great another great thing actually yeah. uh, you just reminded me of is that finding the bosses there's no health bar yeah. like you have no idea how far you, you're going in like taking this uh, monster out until so, yeah, you, know, yeah, the you start seeing like, sal- salivation yeah, exhaustion yeah. limping yeah. Yeah. which I think is a great I love way that. to you know show the damage dealt exactly. to a monster mm-hmm. for sure absolutely yeah and on the heels of that for sure I think that that's definitely an appeal for beginners because it's, it's for, for me at least it's definitely a unique mm-hmm. style of mm-hmm. taking out, taking down bosses oh, yeah. but also like I love the monster design so much like it, the I didn't want to say that they're all super unique, just because that they're you know there's like different classes of leviathans. Some mm-hmm. fang beasts look kind of mm-hmm. similar. Some sure, sure. Uh, wyverns look pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the first time I ever fought a Rathalos, it was just like, oh man, this game is for me. Like I'm fighting <laughs> a straight up dragon right now. And I played Skyrim, which was yeah. like you know in a similar vein, but like with Monster Hunter, totally different game. Yeah, had a lot of fun taking it down cooperatively yeah. with other people, mm-hmm. and that whole experience in itself is what I think draws people to. Yeah, well, and combat's sure. so satisfying, right? Yeah, like, there's nothing yeah. better satisfying. than, like, working on an, uh, on one of these monsters for a while and then seeing a piece come fly off. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds, like, really inhumane. <laughs> <laughs> kind of messed up. Hey, but these monsters are destroying these yeah, villages, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing the job. We're doing work here. We're heroes. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, th- that's always a satisfying bit. Or doing the research to know, okay, if you crack this part of that monster's mm-hmm. body, you're able to get a chance at this drop. Mm-hmm. And it really is just about taking the monster out, essentially, mm-hmm. and then getting those drops, turning them into cool armor, cool cooler weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. wh- I have a hammer made out of the Glavinus that I oh, love. Tight. That thing is serious. Um, I, I, yeah, I, 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 and on the first set of t- of the, the first time I fought it, essentially, I had enough material, yes. oh, which was luck, too. Too, because yeah. like any game based around drops, sometimes you just don't get the thing yeah. you want. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's part of the, the chase. But I always feel like the thing that Monster Hunter does really right is that going back in to find it again, I don't feel the repetition. It's never that. the same. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
and especially when it's like limping away, the the, the celebration. You're just like, yeah, <laughs> yes, we did. Sharpen. Everyone's sharpened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> quickly, quickly. No, but, totally. But yeah, I do want to say though something that might turn people away from the game mm-hmm. is how much grinding is involved for yeah. sure. And mm-hmm. I'm not just talking just like you know taking down monsters over and over again totally to yeah. get the you know rare drops for armor sets and weapons and stuff. Yeah. But I'm talking about like. Farming herbs, farming yep. shrooms, yep. which can mm-hmm. get kind of like arduous or, and repetitive. Yeah, it's true. or your ten unique mushrooms. Which yeah, I'm just exactly. Like, when, yeah, for real. When are you gonna let this go? <laughs> but the, but those the, mushrooms do nothing. I know, for real. <laughs> but the cool thing about generations is that they added prowler mode, yeah. which makes it, in my oh, opinion, yes. super easy to farm this kind of stuff yeah. just because mm-hmm. of the addition with like it's infinite, like bug net. Pick, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the pickaxe. Yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure it searches faster, but that just might yeah. be you can hold holding down A now just like yep. searches multiple yeah. times. No, I think, I think the feelings of Pelico's uh, search faster too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, and just, I mean, I think there have been opportunities or, or even spinoff games in Japan where you've been able to control like the Palicos, these cat companions. Mm-hmm. But it is smart. It took me a minute to, to kind of come around. Like, I got to give you credit, Mondo, for helping me come around on it. Because at first I was just like, well, the combat is not as deep. So I didn't find it as satisfying. Mm-hmm. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. When I say not as deep, I just mean that um, the weapons that I'm using don't feel as satisfying as the ones that I use mm-hmm. for my regular hunter. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. Right. The point is very much to just run out, get the resources you need, yep. get them quickly. And we still took out a great Macau, like no, no oh, yeah. problem. Yeah. With, yeah. with our little kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. There's, there's footage of it in the review, uh, which, which turned out, uh, I, I thought, really well. Um, but... Yeah, because we were like practicing that, so we're like lining up and like, all right, guys, to my right side, and uh, like everybody, like just hit the button, and see what happens. We should do a glavinous battle with our our power mode. Yeah, no, that's not. I don't, happen. Know. I don't think that would end well at all. Um, yeah, but another point of frustration I feel, and I brought this up in the review, was very much that. Monster Hunter's formula is, I believe, 12 years old. It's definitely over 10 years old. It's over a decade. And Generations, so what I love about Generations is that it is very much a greatest hits uh, album. It feels like it's every, like, song you remember. And and it's kind (laughs) of like when you buy a greatest hits album. You you know everything that's on there, and you know every album that came from. Um, To me, though, everything that's been grafted into Monster Hunter over the years has made the menu systems, quite frankly, really bloated. Like, there are subsections on subsections on subsections that... You know, just you end up spending more time there than I think you should. And also, even like something like the, where the boxes are seem to be redundant. Like, mm-hmm. so this time there is a box on your way out, like uh, at any hub town uh, no. before you go out on, sure. on, your, on your quest, whatever quest you picked. But through that box, you still can't change something like your hunter art. You have to drop the quest if you picked up the quest first and then run back Into, to your, your prep area yeah. in order to do all that stuff. So there's still those things like that that I feel still kind of make the early goings of that game a little rougher uh, mm-hmm. for me. Like, I had I had issues there where I'm just like, okay, there has to be a way to streamline this to make this a little easier. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird that they had a separate section for the prep area. Uh, yeah, yeah, this that's a around. consistent thing for across yeah. many games now. Yeah, well, and also in 4, I don't believe they had a prep area. You had to go, you had to leave. Yeah, you have to go to your single yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and then get your, yeah. Yes, so. yes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they fixed that. Yeah. Kinda. But the well, menu, the menus still seem a little... Dated, I guess, is the word. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, has it been? You feel the age there, yeah. Okay. Just from the from the different subsections to me, I'm just like, okay, there has to be a faster way to do some of the stuff, or mm-hmm. to just like give me access to these things. I, because I, I, changing yeah. a weapon shouldn't like come with some of the changes I had to deal with. It was like, okay, well, you got to run back, and I don't want to sound entitled. It's it's more <laughs> about just trying to get to the hunt faster. Right, yeah. I think is more important because exactly. that's where the game shines the most. Mm-hmm. Prep is valuable. Don't want to understate that though. 
I was just going to say that, yeah, I agree that the menu system is definitely pretty cumbersome for mm-hmm. sure. But I was thinking about it the other day, the other day, and I was thinking, you know, what would my ideal menu system for mon- mm-hmm. specifically Monster Hunter be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really come up with anything else. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the hard part, right? Yeah. I always feel like uh, we, we get stuck by, we definitely have feedback and we try to take all this into consideration when we review, but since we're not designers and since we're not folks who, mm-hmm. who kind of have to think about these things constantly, yeah. I, I do want to see a time where maybe the prep area disappears and where you just keep everything to that box. to that yeah. one hub. Because yeah. yeah. if I want to make last minute changes, if I want to grab weapons, if I want to do certain things, I just feel like centralizing that makes a ton of sense. Um, but, you know, clearly I don't know the technical limitations here, but it feels like stuff that's just carried over for the past more than a decade right. of the yeah. series being what it is. Um, love to talk to someone at Capcom one day to get clarity. But uh, outside of that, you know, that that was really my biggest gripe. Like everything else, it, it's a great greatest hits album as a result. You know, we gave mm-hmm. it an eight. Um, it's plenty of monsters you've seen before, but also monsters you haven't seen in a long time, which is also fun. We mm-hmm. like we fought the Nargakuga. Yeah, if no. I hope I'm saying that right. But man, <laughs> that thing, little guy Chris or Legacris, Legacris. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the Pokemon problem. You uh, never yeah, know what totally. it is. But I agree with something uh, that you said earlier, and that, that the monster designs are great. The four new monsters are really cool, mm-hmm. and there's some mm-hmm. extra ones you're going to see that uh, you got to definitely got to get higher up to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they do a fantastic job of giving each beast a personality. Oh, and really? it's just sort of a way of fighting. And I've always heard Monster Hunter sort of compared to Street Fighter, although some people like to compare it to Dark Souls. Street Fighter in this that you got to read, you got to know what your opponent is doing and gotcha. try to kind of outthink them, but uh-huh. your opponent here is an AI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not a person. Yeah, you yeah. got to read into like frames and like uh-huh. yeah, know uh, when it's action coming. frames and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, no, the, I also liked about Generations. I mean, having only played four, I probably I don't know what the monsters were like back then, mm-hmm. but I noticed a lot of like a status effects and yeah. just like just uh, like there was a sleeping mm-hmm. effect that there was an owl. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that owl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, the Blongunga. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know? You guys, you guys remember that one? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Describe that one. I don't quite remember. It's, uh, it was one of the birds. It was one of the flyers. It's a monkey with the ice... Uh, I oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. I hated yeah. that thing. You got oh my, pretty wrecked with that. One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I had to take that on as my hunter rank two quest, and yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I died so many times to that thing. <laughs> yeah, it was painful. Oh, these names, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But still, the, the, definitely, like each monster has its own sort of signature thing yeah. it does, and specifically with the owl. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I was so annoyed. <laughs> so he can shoot out a, an orange bubble that will basically confuse you. So it yeah. inverts every direction. Up is down, and down is up when you're running. Yeah. But then on top of that, he'll follow up with an I beam attack that will instantly like start to make you nod off, and someone has to come hit you yeah. to knock you out of it. So sometimes you see your cat just coming oh, around you and be like, "Slap! Yeah, wake up!" Did they get rid of that for generations? Uh, no, I haven't, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we didn't fight that one together, but I fought that one on my own uh, with Sean, and we were just yeah. cursing the owl. It was a counter quest, so I was like, even more. <laughs> like, I gotta capture this? Uh. Yeah. Mike was rolled at his eyes. Yeah. Uh, right. What I am glad has not returned to Monster Hunter and I hope never will is underwater fights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gone. yeah. I remember yep. watching that, but I haven't played it. Yeah. Don't try taking out a little guy, Chris, like underwater. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just as a special treat for folks who know the series, there's even uh, stages and the, the hub village and certain locations are from even Portable Third, which is a game that if you had PSP and you were part of the series then wasn't available in the US. So you're going to get a taste of that. And uh, I just got to tell you, like, that was a cool game it was a shit that game kept psp alive in japan much longer than i think most people would have thought it would mm-hmm. just because of its quality and, and how good uh, i love its art direction it's fantastic yeah yeah 
All right, cool. Well, that that's pretty much what we're going to say for now on Monster Hunter. Uh, we'd like to bring this segment back and probably talk about it in, a, in another couple weeks, so look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be right back. Uh, Pear and hopefully Brian, who punked out on <laughs> us. You see that empty chair? Um, I'm going to get on that. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be right back. See cool. ya. Bye. Change the cast again. What the heck? What is I, like, I was not here, and then I was here. That's and then what? Schneider. That's Brian Altano. Brap, brap. Thanks brap, for having brap. me. Polite brap. Quiet braps. What's <laughs> going on? A brap, brap. Whisper braps. It's a, it's, it's a, a royal British brap. No. Okay. Brap. Um, brap. So we're just coming back from break, uh, and our good friend Stephen Lynn unfortunately had to go. Um, not Pokemon Go, but he had to go uh, back to work. Uh, we we had some things going on, but but since we just came back from break, I did want to just close out Pokemon Go very briefly by talking about the one thing that we forgot to really get into in great depth, which is the battle system. Battle system uh, of Pokemon Go is forgettable. Are you playing at all? I know Pear. I got him to take a walk with me, and he played it. He not really. So fun. I'm like, I downloaded it, and I got into it for a few minutes, and then I was just, I think I was like laying in bed, and I was like, oh, there's a Pokemon down the street. And I was like, yeah, but I have a 3DS here, too, and I can play that without leaving. It's not the same. It's, dude, it's like, try, tr- give, it, give it a chance. It's fun. I mean, my role initially was confined to driving the kids to a different Pokemon gym every sure. couple of minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I played it. It's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's just, it has such a cool social factor. Yeah, no. But it's, you look like an idiot. Well, of course. But, I mean, you, most people walking around with their phones out look like idiots anyway. That was yeah. not, that's not a thing that's exclusive to Pokemon Go. Yeah. Like, yeah. People, there's all these, all these stories, people walking in traffic playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. People have been doing that on their phones for years, texting yeah. and stuff like that. But um, I'm fascinated with it. I think it's really cool. I think I've never I've never seen a gaming phenomenon like this. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm happy for the people who are enjoying it. But for me personally, I don't really care about Pokemon themselves. In I general, never really okay. have. So, and I was saying this on like on Up at Noon today. But it had the, if if somebody made like a Star Wars version of this, I'd, I'd be head over heels for it. Yeah. It's like you catching Walrus Man. Is yeah. that what it takes or for like, you? Or yeah, there's droids, or you point up to the sky. There's a Tie Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Like finding a you know you can apply yeah, to Star people. Wars, Disney characters. You yeah. can apply it to Marvel superheroes. You can apply it to Digimon. I'm sure and, someone's scrambling. And all, right all of those things but, are coming. But all if everybody does the same thing, nobody's going to play it. It's it's well, Skylanders. Too, that those All franchises again, right? were yeah. not born around the concepts of collecting, yeah. them, which yeah. I think Pokemon yeah. benefits from that, which is yeah. why everyone's gone so so poker crazy. Well, I would mm-hmm. I, I would say. I would beg to differ on Star Wars wasn't around collecting because I've, I've Kenner Kenner could make a Kenner, Star Wars yeah. game. Kenner could no, no no for sure for sure but I mean more like the notion of collecting is the point versus like the guys who collected Star Wars toys that was a choice yeah you know and gals guys and gals so I was thinking there could be something called Amigo oh. and there's basically it's sounds like Poke- original it, no like it's it's Pokemon Go but with amiibos everywhere okay and you're walking around the world and you're trying to find and every know. time twelve ninety nine is gone like when you catch one yeah, it's like, yeah. You're <laughs> 
if you uh, find them. Yeah. Not anymore. A lot of those are highly discounted now, uh, at least yeah. the Animal Crossing ones. All right, so, yeah, so, it's to, cool. so to come back around, though, let's talk about uh, the battles system, which is the weakest part of the app, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the concept is the concept is smart because it still ties into the social aspect of this thing. Right. The idea that you'll go to a location, a gym, the, certain points on the map are, are highlighted as gyms, and you will go there, battle whatever team is there, you will represent your team and try to take over that gym by lowering the reputation of the gym, the, the, the team that currently holds it. Mm. The coolest part about it is that it's basically your name in lights in, in, to an extent, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. you look through who's at a Pokemon gym and there's the weaker trainers, but then if your Pokemon is the one that's at the top, it's the one that shows up at the top of the, the sort of a column uh, base looking thing that mm-hmm. pops up. That's a cool feeling. Like I've done that. I feel really good about that. I go home and check. Oh, is my uh, is is my uh, gold bat still up mm-hmm. there? Yes, it is. That's right. Mm-hmm. I saw Andrew Goldfarb was telling me that his friend took over the gym at the White House. Yes. Yes. Like, what? Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's, that's amazing. Gym. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were talking but, about the battle the system. The, 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 the issue. I feel like the the Pokemon the catching mechanics are cool. Like the spin on the ball. You know the way you toss it and you have to wait for timing. I actually think that's pretty well done. And then. That that tantalizing moment when you're waiting to see if you caught it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the gym battles are very, very Tap. just tappy. It's like cookie clicker, you know? It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's not that interesting given the whole kind of established, like, you know, uh, water Pokemon versus electric Pokemon versus earth, you know, it's like uh, versus rock and the stuff. The elements don't yeah, play the, the, don't the kind like of elements play. cycle. That could have been a much stronger approach. I know, like this figures into it, but not. That's not what's driving it. It's mm-hmm. clicking sure. that's driving it, right? Tapping. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It's tap to do regular attacks. Tap and hold to do a special attack. You have to charge up special attacks by doing regular attacks. Um, and then when you have server issues compounding the issue, yeah. it can get really frustrating really quickly. Um, despite so, wanting to play it more and more, which I think is the app as a whole, right? Uh, there's very smart social ideas, but just the fact that the tech. And the amount of people who want to play it was something that uh, you know. I just I just don't think anyone would have anticipated this. This no. is an unprecedented event, yeah. like in games, for to see an IP <laughs> not just, jump like. This. I mean, not even just in games, in <clears throat> in apps, in yeah. in in users committed to one thing in singularity worldwide. I mean, it's 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 doing more active numbers than than Twitter and Tinder yeah. and a husband yeah. and wife met playing Pokemon Go. Wait, what? Like, like I'm sure that's happening. Someone oh. is going to get married. And yeah. they're going to say then, at the wedding, we met trying to catch a yep, Pikachu. And this, this is, our, this like is our son Snorlax and our daughter Zubat. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's the other part of the story. <laughs> Zubat, All right. come down. Yeah. All right. Uh, so hopefully Niantic says they're going to be continuing to update that. They've yeah. already rolled out yeah. two. Uh, it has helped with stability to some extent. but Mine's your, still really crashy. Yours is still really crashy. Yeah, we took a lunch uh, walk again. All right. So then let's talk about the big, the big thing that uh, was a big surprise to us this morning at 5 a.m., <clears throat> Uh, Pacific Standard Time mm-hmm. n- or p- p- uh, Pacific Time. Nintendo announces that they are making a new NES. They're re-releasing yeah. an NES console called the Nintendo Entertainment System. Any, no, excuse me, yeah, Nintendo Entertainment System colon NES Classic Edition. The Classic Mini. Some folks are calling it that. That's uh-huh. not on the box, but is I'll it take not? it. I don't. I didn't see it on I'm there. I'm calling it that all day. Yeah, I feel like yeah. an idiot now. Uh, I'm that's calling okay. it the classic uh, mini. It's, yeah, it's just NES Classic Edition is what it says. It has 30 games included, which is very cool. Um, yeah. We're going to go through the list of games later. Well, hold on. But to you can clarify, though, in one hand, it, it pretty much fits 
the dimensions of your hand, which is impressive. Like phone size, uh, right? Yeah. Like this. But obviously taller, taller. thicker. I, was, um, I think I was really comparing cool. it to if you have a Nintendo 3DS XL and you open it up and lay it flat, it's about the same size. Yep. Yeah. 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 But it is not an NES. Like, I want to make sure people know that. Yeah. It's not a cartridge-based system. Yeah. It is a It does not even support cartridges, we were told today. Yeah, like, it's no a plug-and-play device. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't... Don't expect a smaller NES that you can use all your old games on. 30 games pre-installed. You don't have to put any any, yeah. any carts or buy these games. So yes. that's in the so price included. So the closest included. comparison is the Atari Flashback. And yeah. we've also yeah. seen like the Genesis, Genesis standalone yeah. with like 30 to 50 also games like, or whatever. Also uh, like Pac-Man standalone ones. But the difference between yeah. those two is that the NES dominated the mid to late 80s. Like that's just a fact. Yep. Like Atari, Sega, th- when it came to the NES, the NES held it down. Mm-hmm. So the market potential is pretty big. Big for something like yeah, this. Yeah, and I think something like Super Mario Brothers 3 has held up better than something like Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've seen weird knockoff versions of this thing before, and I'm oh, sure yeah. those guys at the mall kiosks are quivering right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's almost like it's, it's excitement because they're going to duplicate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is the first time Nintendo's actually jumped on this officially, and it's really awesome because if you think about it, it's 30 games, which they're already selling right now for $5 each. It's it's kind of weird to, to see uh, them put such a great value on virtual console games for effectively the first time. Yeah. Or found a way to effectively sell them at a retailer yeah. rather than just trying to sell them digitally. Because the impl- the thing by Nintendo has always been our virtual our classic library is a way to entice you to come over to, yes. to play on our machines. We're not going to put those games on an Xbox or on a PlayStation mm-hmm. just like we wouldn't put our regular games even though you have a connection to those brands. Because yeah, to it, them that's, that's mixed messaging. Right? And they've experienced or experimented with stuff like this a little bit in the past. Like they had the classic NES series for the Game Boy Advance which is using the same, um, it's almost the same exact marketing and art, and art direction that they're using for this. It's that old space background with the red line on the top and the gold font. I love yeah. it so much. Um, it really reminds me of being in the 90s and waiting for uh, Nintendo Power to come in the mail. So go, let us know what games are in it. We're going to get like, to that. Yeah, I want to save that list for the end because I do, I just want to okay. hit on the market implications mm-hmm. first if that's cool because I want you guys, yeah. we're going to play a game, we're going to go through each one and you guys are going to say pass or fail. Like great game or eh, okay. okay game. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do that last. Uh, so then I, I also think, just to point this out, this was a smart way to bring third parties on board yeah. because Castlevania's on this thing. Mega Man's on this thing. Oh, now Super C. We are saying the games. Oh, though. no, we're not <laughs> saying the games. Uh, some classic games yeah. are on the system. Which it's I interesting really to see smart. which third parties they got involved with this. That's really cool. And I think yeah. it's um, for... For everyone in this room, most of the people listening to the show, you know the difference between a first party and a third party. You know who is making games for the NES. But you talk to just any random person who's a lapsed gamer now in their 30s or 40s or whatever it is, and you go, what was your favorite Nintendo game? And they're like, oh, Castlevania, Double mm-hmm. Dragon, Mega Man. I loved all those games Nintendo used to make. And you're like, oh, Nintendo didn't make any of those games. Yeah, those were yeah. third parties. And they're like, no, Nintendo made them. I had mm-hmm. them on my Nintendo. Yeah. And no one needs to know any of that, but when you walk into a store and you see this box sitting there and it has all those games listed on it, you're like, oh, those are my favorite Nintendo games. And then yeah. you'll go for the rest of your life without knowing about a third party. All right. Uh, it's foolish for me not to say the games. Fine. We'll yeah, say what these it. games are. All right. So you guys are going to respond. Great or gross. Okay. Great or gross. It's got to be in between. All right. Go. All right, is it, no. It's one or the other here. Balloon fight. Oh, oh that one. one. It's game. in the middle. Like, I enjoy it, and <laughs> I like the music. We started this with, list with such a thud. I'm alphabetical. It's, okay, no, it's Balloon fun. Fight's just it's like, fun. it's fine. It's just, okay, so the endless mode in Balloon Fight, which is, fun. Uh, it's it's really fun. Great. It's actually, yeah. it's the first endless runner ever okay. made. The, the two-player mode's kind of fun, because you can, yeah. like, sabotage each other. Uh, 
It's just not. Bloop, bloop, it's it's. Bloop, bloop, I'll say it's bloop, great. Bloop, it's not gross. It's not a bad game. Okay, there you go. Um, right. And also, like a, a very important game in the career of uh, Mr. Iwata, yeah, who totally. passed away. His yep. uh, one year since, actually, uh, for folks who uh, remember. So, next game, Bubble Bobble. Literally the greatest co-op game of all time. <laughs> Bubble what? Bobble is Bubble this Bobble is awesome. This is hype. I love Bubble uh, Bobble so I much. Love Bubble Bobble, Bubble, too. Bubble is such a good game. It's so weird. It only has one song in the entire game. For 150 levels. It makes no sense. It just starts off with these this like they're being like, "Oh, go in the cave of secrets, have fun." And the two dinosaurs fall in the water. And at the end, your girlfriends are there and they're like, "Oh, thanks for saving us." And you're like, "I didn't know this was about that." Uh, you eat candy and and food and you just get like power-ups. Just like it's so good. Yeah. The shark comes and you don't the level fast enough. I love Bubble Bobble. All right. All right. Literally the reason I'm pre-ordering this. Great. Wow. Okay. Is it uh, for pre-order yet? No, not yet. Okay. Castlevania. Great. great. Yeah, great. Great. The game. first one. Obviously. First one. Yeah. First one. Yeah. Yep. yep. Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Also great. Great. I like that game. Come on. No, come what? on. That's a really All weird right, obtuse game. Okay. So, so it is a weird obtuse game, and you needed a strategy guide to, to sort yeah. of play it. Or it was a game that by. Uh, you know, low localization standards of the time. None of the characters or the game really communicate with Duke. Yeah. No, but I don't care. I love this game. I've always loved this game when when uh, it is a terrible night for a yeah. curse kicks on. It's like din and din and. So then, why are you saying great? No, it is great. Okay, it's one hundred percent great. How it's, dare you? It's pretty good. Right. Yeah, I love that game. Right. Uh, get go that smack your head against the mountain to get the. What was the stupid? Get the wall meat. <laughs> yeah, that. The wall meat. All right, Donkey Kong. Great. Great game. Great yeah. game. The uh, NES version is super weird because it's missing one of the four levels that were in the arcade version, mm-hmm. the Pie Factory level. But other than that, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I love Donkey Kong. Yep. Can't yeah. go wrong with that one. Okay. Bummer. Donkey Kong Jr.? You know what? Uh, I still like that game. I, yeah. I just have fond memories playing it as a kid because Donkey Kong Jr.'s face is so awesome when he gets hurt. He goes like, blah, 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 with the giant cry eyes and everything. I enjoy it. It's just, it's nowhere n- near as good as Donkey Kong. I have never cared. So, yeah, yeah is, about that one. Is, are you going to say Donkey Kong 3 next? No. Good, because okay. that game sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flat out, like, not a good game. Double Dragon 2. Awesome game. Yeah, One of the awesome best game. sequels of the NES era, right. bar none. Dude, really the boss good fights in that game are so cool. The, the sprite work in that game is awesome. The The moveset's really cool. Co-op's really fun in that game. Yep. Uh, you can actually play two players at the same time, unlike the first Double Dragon, which mm-hmm. makes no sense that you have to walk down the street separately. Single Dragon? Yep. Yeah. Single Dragon. Single Dragon, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the sequel uh, to the so, original. Fun fact about Double Dragon, the, the original Double Dragon game, on NES, it starts with the girl getting punched and getting carried away. Oh, I know this fun fact. Mm. On the arcade version, a guy walks up and shoots her. Oh, I <laughs> Just know like, that. Oh. Forget it. And then it goes, and then your garage door opens and you go outside and it's like, and you're like, I gotta go kill this guy who killed my girlfriend. <laughs> oh my. Well, she okay. made it, right? I'd never seen that. I need to know. I need to hang out at whatever arcade you were at. It was at. a stun gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it better have been. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Mario. Awesome, awesome. game. Yep. Uh, did, I don't know if I told you guys this story. Like every now and then my wife gets really into that game. His and, wife too. Yeah. My wife too. It's so yeah. weird. And so just the other day she was, I came home and she was playing it and I just, I walked in and I heard dun 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 dun. I'm singing all the songs today. Uh, and she's been playing it for like in two hours a night all uh-huh. week. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. All right. Great no, it's, it's like it's a mo- it's really the most accessible party game. And yeah. like, you know, there were, were versions in the past with four players and it took over my living room. Like for hours, my wife and her mom played it. Really? Yeah. Ah, so I cool. like it. Excite Bike. Yeah, great. Nah. What? Yes. Nah. Oh, Finally. Not a good game. Somebody. Not a good Somebody's game. I'm sorry, game. man. A lot of people like. Are re- so people That's, are really hyping that game because it's it's 
it's the first game that really had like a, a construction set like that. Uh, racing in it is is not great. Like it's not fun. You're constantly. I know you like it because you're but like weird. And European. A, it's not a racer per se. It's a very different game. Like a racer, you like you steer your car. You take the apex. This yeah. is different. Are this you is trying to avoid pitfalls to come in uh, to make it to the finish line? Yes, it's a racing. It's a racer. It's, it's not it's a platformer. Di- it's different. Though. No, but you're micromanaging. I, I like the game. I, I wouldn't. It's not my favorite NES game. It's no. not one of the great Nintendo games, but it's iconic I, and yeah. it's fun to play. I you're preferred co- motocross. It has a construction you're set. constantly micromanaging this fussy little motorcycle Thank man. You. What a and God. His, like, he overheats that, and he falls and if he tilts too hard, he tilts backwards. Yeah, and it's that's like, a real, that's like a real motorbike. I don't you can't want do that with a real motorbike. In a game where you can build it's a, a documentary. Oh, a documentary? <laughs> What? You the can't go like evil evil with a real <laughs> motorbike. You can't go through right. dirt. Yeah, right. Right. You like this because you're weird and European. That's why you're Yeah, because we, we all love motorbikes. <laughs> little mo- you got to admit, you had one. You had one when you were 10. You know it's true. All right. Next one. Final Fantasy. The, the first one? The first one. Yes. It's, uh, it's very dated now. It's it's good to have. It's again, it's, it's iconic, but it is a very a important v- game, very unbalanced game. It, Saved it's also, Square from bankruptcy. Yeah. Important in that regard, it's but in, definitely aged. incredibly. I, so I we love, should we should note real quick that uh, there will be save states available yeah. for, for this console. So we haven't got to punch out yet because that's where that one matters. What? Right? <laughs> no, at least that game has passwords. Yep. Oh seven three seven three five. I'm gonna say forever. What do you got? Galaga. Never liked. I've never been a Galaga guy. Okay, I love ever. the arcade Galaga. Yeah, NES Galaga is fine. Yeah, I'm. Do you don't like the arcade Galaga either? Just never cared. There's yeah. no no one is going to play okay. that game for more than forty seconds, and you know that. That's one of those things they just threw in there because it's got my no, share. There's with. some folks who really love it, and if you love it, I'm not trying I to be love, that guy. Oh man, I want to get um, a Galaga machine for my house. Just yeah. I like that when I first played that, it was so amazing to see the yeah. enemies move yeah. in like patterns. You had to get them all like my, in the attack yeah. ways. Well, you the know, art, the art of the, the arcade is the awesome kidnapping, too. Yeah, all that no, kind the, of stuff. the art so I loved, and I the one thing I will admit that I loved about it was when someone told me, yeah. They can take your ship yeah. away from you, and then you can get it back, and yep. you have two ships side by side. That was one of the coolest things I ever heard about in a video game as a young lad in the Bronx. Like, I have to say, I was floored. I was like, this is cool. Ice Climber. I know you both hate this game. Yeah, garbage like tier garbage game. Wow. A game about jumping where jumping sucks. Where jumping Ooh. is hard. Yeah. I yeah, love it because it was a two-player game. Like that was, there were very yeah. rare games that you yeah. could play with two people on the NES. Dude, just play Bubble Bobble. And I could just leave my sister in the dust, get yep. to the top of the mountain, and yep. be like, oh, you didn't make it. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> I like a lot about that game. I like that it gave us the Ice Climber characters in, <clears throat> in, um, in Smash Brothers. I like the... The, oh, I, I like the bear with the sunglasses. Yeah. I like the sprite <laughs> artwork. There's a lot of cool stuff. That mm-hmm. the, the music's pretty interesting. I love the music funky. in that game, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's not fun to play. How yeah. do polar bears, like, deal without having sunglasses you need in them. real life, right? Because they're like, cool. Because it's all, like, bright and... <laughs> but I love that part. That's one of the, yeah. the, the most fun about it, parts about it. I've always hated the bonus stage, though, because it's even easier to fall off a platform, and then the animation is you crying yep. into your arm because you didn't make it, versus if you get there, it's a big celebration. I missed two games, so we got to go back. Wait. Ghosts and Goblins. I love Ooh. that game, but it's... Oh. It's really hard, but I think with save states, it'll be that's a yeah, fun game. That's manageable. So that was a good one. Ghosts and Goblins, and I believe Super Ghouls and Ghosts are two of the most devious games of all time. Not only because they're incredibly hard to play, but when you beat them, they basically give you a middle finger. Well, they and, say do it again. And say do it again. Yeah. Okay. And Super Ghouls benefits from just freaking awesome music, right? Oh, Which yeah. this one, this one has nice yeah. music, but not. Close okay, to so that. we got to hit the lightning yeah. round because another show's right. coming in. So here we go. Uh, Gradius. 
Gradius yeah. is okay. I like Gradius. It's yeah. fine. Gradius no, it's good. Cool. I, it's I, I, much, I yeah. much prefer Life Force. Life Force is the definitive good, like, shmup good, on, uh, on the good NES. No, you it has a Konami code. Kid Icarus is awesome if you know how to play it. Don't yeah. play it like a platformer. Play it like an RPG. Could never get into Kid Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard game to get into, but it's you gotta it, grind. It's definitely the proto Metroid era of yep. like exploration in a platforming yep. game. Yep. You got to grind when you play the game, level up and stuff like that. Yep. Kirby's Adventure. It's a good one. Great. Yeah, I like that game. Yeah, I like it it's too. Super, it's super baby mode easy yeah. game, but yeah. it's, it's fun. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. I, and I hate trees, so. <laughs> yeah. Wispy Woods. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mario Brothers. Never been a huge fan. No, this game the sucks, dude. The original. Oh, yeah. It doesn't suck. The two-player Mario Brothers. Yeah. It's Playing funny, with it's, two people is the best way yeah. to play it. Playing it alone is boring. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Like, okay. and, and like, if you've never played it, it's single screen, right? Like, yeah. you, you have to knock over the turtles and, yeah. and like... Well, the rules were different. Yeah, you got to hit them from underneath and then kick them from the yeah. side. And you can't go anywhere. But when you're playing with two players, I actually think it's pretty good. Actually, that game pretty is fun. all about kicking your enemies while they're down. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It all is. right, next. Ma- uh, Mega Man 2. Awesome. Right? I, yep. lo- I love the that best. they skipped right over one because they know that no one wants to play Mega Man yep. 1. Two Mega more. Man 2 is awesome. Uh, yep. I, I sw- switches between 2 and 3, to, which one's my favorite on any given day. 2 forever. You yeah. take that back. Uh, Metroid. <laughs> Oh, I've heard of this. I yeah, love it. I like I'm, it. I'm putting it in great. Um, it, it is a game that formed my opinion of games, even though it, it has yeah. not held up very if, well. It, it only you, gets worse. It got worse because of the sequels, and the sequels yeah. are so no, excellent. But it's a good. It's a good game. Metroid's awesome if you if you play it with a map, like a PDF on your iPhone oh, or yeah. something like that. It's so much better. Ninja yep. Gaiden. Yeah, really good game. Yeah, good game. Uh, too. Again, especially with save states, uh, those very hawks, those game. hawks and eagles can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Pac Man. Uh, the ah, NES version. The NES version. It was yeah, better than slow. the Atari one, which was just that hot was trash. Yeah, that was the Atari one was trash. I will but say Pac- that now, and I'm sorry. Pac-Man is the kind of thing you throw into a collection like this because it's good just to have. Yeah. And I understand the kind of people and who will be the who superior version this. is Miss Pac-Man, and it is yeah. not here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will say that for the casual gamers picking this thing up. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah. They'll love Pac-Man. Yep. Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream. Good, great game. Wish it was to Mike Tyson, but I guess no one wants to bring that license back. I can't like. You have to pay Mike Tyson now. Well, yeah. no, they took you his name to off, the, off of that because he was horrible back then. Yeah, yeah but even now you'd have to yeah. you'd have to pay him again. Do you know what I call Mr. Dream, right? What? White, White Tyson. Tyson. I knew White, it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty tough. Right. Star Tropics, really glad this made it in. Yeah, this is oh, an yeah. underappreciated really game on a lot of levels. If you're listening and you know what's up, like tell your friends. Star Tropics, don't sleep. That game yeah, is really if, good. If you want like another sort of Zelda style game on, on NES, Star Tropics is a hit. Super C. Weird that they didn't get Contra. Super weird. I've never played Super C. Really? No. So you liked first Contra more? Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, it's just a well, no, sense. No, no, I, I don't know. I'm like, for me, it's like I've played a lot of Contra games. I've never so played. So the same C. thing happened on the 3DS and the Wii U. There's, the Contra's not there, but Super C is. I don't know yeah. what what the deal is with that. All it's right. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers Two. Yes. Great game. Super Mario Brothers Three. Terrible yes. game. No, I'm kidding. Amazing game. The star of this collection. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. The Mario no. g- games were always fantastic. Tecmo Bowl. Uh, it's football, take, yeah. you guys. I mean, it's your, <laughs> it's your kind of football. <laughs> people, I, everybody seems out. to love it. People so, love that yeah. game. Yeah. I don't. I could take it or leave it. Yeah, but yeah. you don't even like motorbikes. Everybody loves no. motorbikes. I don't like. I don't like football or motorbikes. No. Okay. I'm, I'm barely a man. Uh, so great weird. game. Just uh, believe. I'm not a football fan, but uh, it's very respected. Yep. The Legend of Zelda. Great game. Awesome. Yes. Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. 
Awesome great game. Awesome awesome game. I love that a game. Great game. No one likes. Game. If you're not good at it, maybe you should not be so bad at video games. That game suffered because it was not what people wanted. Yeah, and because people were bad at video games. Like imagine Mario Brothers Two was a top-down game. Yeah, it was a little too ambitious with hit points. Yeah, I would say less less what people didn't want and more that I don't think they realized how hard that game was when they should. Yeah, Link could jump. So you know, if you want to explore the origins of Breath of the Wild, there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. All right. So then quickly, I just want to bring up a few other things we learned, and then we got to go because another show is coming in. Damn you. Uh, does, not, does not connect to the internet. Um, will not, you basically cannot expand the virtual console library yes. on it. Which is not except play. physical media. It is a standalone device. Uh, we asked if it ties into my Nintendo or Nintendo account, which are two very important services to Nintendo these days. The answer was we have nothing to announce at this time. Which means no. Come on. If it yeah. doesn't connect yeah, or anything, it's not do either. They, yeah. they just want Brian to buy the games again. Um, and I will. And it is aimed at a different audience, right? This is an audience that probably, like, it's more casual, hasn't connected with a Nintendo game in a while. It's an experience that yeah. they're going to walk away from, uh, hopefully positive. The NES controller that they're also selling, we tried to ask how long's the cord. Didn't want to answer that. Don't want to talk about technical specs or the dimensions of it just Why? yet. Just yet. I feel but, like I mean, they just it's already going for pre-order in Maybe some places. Maybe they don't know. Uh, I think they do know by yeah. now. I think it's just more a case of they're waiting. I, I, I agree that it's kind of silly. Yeah. Um, last thing. No, I mean, that's pretty much it. $60 US, uh, Europe. I don't know what you're paying. November 11th. Pretty cool thing. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. Is that their big, their big holiday guy, game? That's their new yeah. hardware for the holiday. Now, yeah. hopefully, someone can uh, open up oh, the door NX. about Ooh, NX. Yeah, and start talking about that. But I'm glad this is out of the way. No, it's a really like, weird, weird theories kicking around today. Uh, since it's the NES Classic, people are thinking that the NX might have the words NES in it. You never know. I, yeah. I think it's more a nostalgia play for NES. Totally. I don't think NX yeah. has to have that necessarily. The Nintendo will obviously be yeah. the name. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's I awesome this exists. I, I think this is really good. Good to see Nintendo actually do a legitimate version of something that a lot of manufacturers have sold under yeah. the table before. So yeah. it's, you know, and that's a Since good selection also, this of games. Is, this is way better than that 3DS they put out a few years ago that yeah. had a picture of the NES oh, controller you were on the so top. Mad about I didn't that. like that at all. I was, was so mad about that. Because I just went from so excited to being so disappointed about yeah, whatever. Right, but I'm going to buy one of these. We have like a an extra TV in our bedroom and I'm just going to have that in there nice. and just, you know, good, good play choice. a little Mario. All right. Mario. Uh, so we've got to go. Uh, quick notes. If you love the show, let us know yeah. uh, either by emailing us at mvc.com or leaving us a review on iTunes. <laughs> Lastly, you can find us all on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. You can find myself, Jose underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, 
coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.